right, welcome to the podcast today. Um, you know, you know this uh, this uh, this intro song. I played it a bunch. I there are these uh, Gary Clark Jr. You know the name? Um, uh, not maybe from you mentioning it once or twice, but no, not really. Let me let me play a couple a couple of these real fast. I I have a point here. Um, whoops, wrong button. That you know that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know this one. I do. Uh, this one. Oh yes, yes. I don't know where I came across him. It must have been four or five years or so ago. Um, he is a bluesy, rocking black guitarist. I like and, it. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's why there'll always be intro songs. And I was watching Thad Thaddeus. Oh, uh huh. On his Instagram. And I'm like, Gary Clark. Yeah, Ga- Gary Clark Jr. What's Thaddeus' last name? I forget. Washington. Yes, yes, yes. Very much like that. Thaddeus should do some intro for us. He could. I, I miss his mindfulness events because they kind of happen when I'm on the air and I don't really know what I have to offer, but I will, I will connect deeper with him at some point. Great, I, great idea. I like that. Keep it local. Um, am I echoing? I hear myself, but are you okay? I'm fine. Let me turn the volume down. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Um, I I want you to take a little bit of a victory lap if you could. Um, oh, really? Yeah. There've been a, and I want you to to own up to this because there's nothing derogatory about it. It's simply an observation. Um, there's been a bunch of award shows, and I want to come back to that for one final slam dunk on them. Um, a lot of award <laughs> shows, and obviously Pedro Pascal has won lots of awards for uh, Last of Us. And yes. I, I, I saw an article last night, like the top 10 Pedro Pascal roles, and I, I'd forgotten about some of them. I originally saw him in Narcos, and you did too, right? Uh, no, he, for me, it was his original work was Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, yes, who can forget? We all need to, re- we all need to rewatch that. Yes, I it, loved him in Game of Thrones. You murdered her. You killed her children. And you know? his, and his death in that is brutal. <coughs> overshadowed by the red wedding, but I'm like, "Hello, eye sockets. Eye sockets." I mean, so, it was it, his death was heartbreaking cuz he was you thought he was going to win. Right. I mean, you really thought he had got he had won. As soon as he threw his hands up though, I'm like, "Oh no." <laughs> this is like a Tom and Jerry or an animated cartoon like as soon yes. as you, Um but it also listed like his upcoming work and good thing. And, and this is kind of good thing. He's not married or, or have, have kids because he's not going to have any free time with his schedule in the coming years with all he's working on, which brings me to, he doesn't have kids so far as we know you first pointed out within the last year, I never see him with anybody. I never see him with a woman. And you mm. pointed out to his flamboyant, eccentric dressing, and I will let you take it from there. I don't want to. I don't want to touch it. I have learned. I mean, I have just made observations, and I'm like, there's more layers to him that make me love him even more. And I'm excited to learn them is the smoothest way I will say that. Like, I feel like there's definitely you know you only know what people will allow us to mm. know and he's been a really good example of not giving us a component of his life which is his love life and so there's so many things we don't know about him and you do you never want to assume and so i just like I, I don't assume he's straight you know what i mean because he's never um 
you know, or attracted to only females because he's never given us any examples of that. And, and oh, that's great. I mean, I'm just, I just, there's so many things about him that I love. He's out there and he plays along with like, like when people were like, you know, when people asked him, how do you feel about being called daddy? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, he plays along with that stuff. And I love that. But there's also something about him where he's just so private and it's it's very cool. There's just something about him that is so lovable, and um, I I I mean I have thoughts, and you know you never know. I was I, I think I think his sexuality is fluid. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and, it could be. I have no issues with that. And, and look, stereotypes usually come from something, and a lot of times they're bad. A lot of times they're very accurate. Um, you made me think of like daddy, like a, a recent daddy on the internet was Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, no, oh, you're joking. Well, maybe this was like back in like the morning rush days because me and Megan used to like fawn over him. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, his yep. voice is very nice. Yeah, but but uh, retired internet daddy. And when you see someone like him or, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Tom Holland, like they they are dressed like very, when I say this, like straight men, like straight edge, like straight edge like me. Um, mm. And that kind of, not always, but that usually indicates they're, they're straight. Um, mm-hmm. Pedro, I, as you have brought this up to me, I have kept an eye on his his attire and mm-hmm. I love it because it's it's flamboyant, it's exotic, it's creative, it's eccentric, and he's doing it with his arm in a sling. Yeah, he is he is just everything to me. Um you know, I watched a movie recently and I was like, oh, he's like a daddy too. Um and I don't like you'll ha- you'll probably Google him when I say him. Um, the movie was called Joyride, which was very good, by the way. But the, char- the character, um, his, the, the actor's name is Daniel Day Kim. Oh, I know him. He, yes. I believe he was in, wasn't he in Lost? Um, maybe. Daniel Day Kim. Yeah, yes, I, he was. I, I know him well. He is, uh, yeah, yes. and, and he's another stereotype. He's gonna live to a thousand, and um, a- a- Asian people often age very well. He is damn handsome. He's he in his that jawline. He's in his mid fifties. Yes, he is. Yeah, really, really. I'll take it. Yeah, really good looking guy. I, I like him as well. Um, somebody could be critical of like if if it's not out there, don't talk about it. And I know nobody listening to this is gonna think of it that way. I just and if. When you get to, like, somebody has to have gotten in his ear. Like, if there are things you're going to keep deeply private, that's okay. But Mm -hmm. as you continue to go supernova, the discussion, the discussion, the speculation will happen. Yeah, and then that's what we're doing all, we're having it all fun. And I, I, again, I absolutely adore him. And I'm going to play something for you that, um, what, when I say Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, what do you say or think? Twitter feud. Yes, thank you. Um, like top notch, playful, all in good fun, um, celebrity feud. You, you muted yourself, right? Oh, I know exactly what you're about to talk about. What am I going to talk about? You're talking about Kieran Culkin. Yes, I. The, I didn't even know they had a feud. <laughs> well, hold on. So I think this was the Golden Globes. Suck it, Pedro. Sorry. Did you hear that? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other night, whatever, the, uh, the Emmys. Just a second and make this about me. <laughs> uh, a lot of people have been asking about my arm. It's actually my shoulder. And I think tonight is a perfect time to tell everyone that Kieran Culkin beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I would like them to be the next uh, playful uh, celebrity feud. I don't know if anybody can replace Ryan Reynolds yeah, and Hugh right. Jackman, though, because they end up in each other's like movies. And it like I find it to be so funny. But I, that one was a bit random. I thought it was random, but I liked it. Um, and what people obviously couldn't see because you're listening is Kieran Culkin. Like when when Pedro said that, Kieran Culkin just kind of stared him down yeah. in his seat. So he played along with it. Gave and the, I think that's so he, smart. He gave him like the gangland hard look. He did. And I, like I said, you're right. I love Pedro. I can't love him anymore. I love how I, I feel like he's just authentic in every way, especially with the amount of fame that he's gotten, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, he doesn't. He's. Go ahead, I'm go sorry. No. Yeah. Like I, I think he's just authentic. There's so many things about him that we don't know that I almost want to know, but I appreciate his consistency if that makes any sense like he's incredibly consistent with with allowing us to know what he wants us to know to protect people in his life or or whatever like a superhero mm-hmm. you know you got to protect your loved ones he is you said authentic i i will say at his level of stardom now and it's continuing to ascend um he is not he does not come off as like a pre- pretentious rich celebrity. If you were doing the old like, which celebrity would you like to have a beer with? He'd be near top of the list. Mm-hmm. Oh, one hundred percent. And Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fun. And, and you never know about his dating history either, but maybe a little. Um, I fell in love with Kieran Culkin watching Succession, and as I dove I've a little never more, seen it. You might like it. You can get you can get through it pretty quickly. Um, I I like that he seemingly was playing him his, his own snarky cursing self. Um, mm-hmm. I like that a lot. So I I have become I I have re ranked my Culkin family members, and he is atop his brother now. Can I share a series that I have watched? What is it retroactively? Like I watched it after it was famous and like hit all the award shows. No, well yeah, but I don't. Suits is what I want to put on when I'm not paying attention. It's a background show for me. Okay. But um, I have started watching Ozark. Okay, great show. And never watched it. And so, obviously, Ozark swept the award shows, much like Succession, for quite a while. Yep. And um, a couple seasons ago, I never watched it. And I am finally watching it. I think we have, I think we're on the last season, like the first few episodes of the last season. Can I just say, I've never been so pleased and moved and uh, proud of the way that they depicted the brother with bipolar disorder. Good. I was so, I mean, they, I, from a mental health professional, seeing that and how it progressed, knowing, I, I mean, I was able to tell Thomas and like at one point Thomas is like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, He's upset. He's on bipolar. He has bipolar disorder. That means he's probably on the medication. That means his man parts aren't working. I bet you he's about to dump them. It was like 
I mean, being able to see the progression and seeing how sad and awful it is and seeing which cast members, you know, pulled him out of the hospital. What were the repercussions of that? All of the above. I was just, I mean, I literally cried in multiple scenes on on Ozark. I thought it was so well done. Jason Bateman, right? Yes, Jason Bateman. He's and the brother. The... I don't know who the brother is. He's an actor I've never known. And the blonde woman. I forget her name. I know she's very talented as well. Correct. Yeah. Um, is is the performance on par? Because for me, not that I've seen them all, but I can always refer back to uh, Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Because like that's that's not a a Batman. That's not a Joker movie. Like that's somebody falling through the broken system, and the system is to blame for for the murder. Um, not necessarily in his case. He didn't fall through the system. His loved ones, his surrounding loved ones didn't necessarily understand. So his sister was Jason Bateman's wife, Wendy, in the show. Wendy knew and Jason Bateman knew. Um, but, you know, the her, her brother had gotten himself a girlfriend and her family and loved ones didn't necessarily understand the severity of what was happening in, um, it was very true to depict that one of the only ways to help him is to put him in the hospital, but it's, you might as well kill him. Like that was his mentality. Just kill me. Don't put me in the hospital. And you had to do it anyway. And I mean, it was, it, it was just a really, so he didn't necessarily fall through the cracks. I think what they showed more of is not a full understanding of the severity of the disease and what it can cause if not everybody is on the same page. Well, that that was my point. Like, Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, like the outcome, like showing a path yeah. from stable working to utter yeah. destruction and danger to, to, to society. Because Joaquin Phoenix, and, and forget about, obviously his performance was fine, but just that movie. And you did see Joker, right? I did, but I feel like I want to watch it again because I've only seen it the one time. I, uh, you remember when he's like, he goes, I think, to the social worker's office yes. the first time, and yes. I think he gets declined in some way. And I'm, I'm like, oh, oh, like I've been there. Like we have begun to see all these stories. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I'm, I'm glad it sounds like it was portrayed in, in a different path of the, the, the erosion of someone's mental health. But well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was really well done. It, it just, it was heartbreaking, and I, I do truly feel like. Um, and and this is a bold statement, and I doubt we intended on the podcast going in this direction, but I feel like some of some mental illnesses, especially the serious and persisting mental illnesses, are much more severe than some of the other chronic illnesses that individuals have. Like lupus is nothing compared to what not having control of your mind. Right. You know what I mean? At, to a certain degree. At least, at least with lupus. Well, with lupus, I mean there is a mental wellness aspect to there it. There is. Like oh, it eats absolutely. away at your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, but with mentally unwell people, as we know, like you're someone else. You're not yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, let me, since you went that route, um, I saved myself a headline and I did not want to, I want to be very careful about this. And oh. I am stunned that this was the headline. The guy that the police killed the other day. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe I saw something within the last couple of days. So he murdered his girlfriend, woman, mm-hmm. ran mm-hmm. and put a gun up a couple of times. And he, mm-hmm. he had to go down, unfortunately. I guess, in mm-hmm. fact, I think he had his gun kicked away and he got it again and threatened the police. So oh, wow. broken man, 
suicide, but whatever it was, I think I saw something that said he had a history of some domestic incidents. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. Did, did he? Oh, I don't know. But oh, I, oh. it's very possible. I mean, unfortunately, sometimes domestic incidents, multiples end up in death, whether it's yours or, or the or the victim. You, you've heard me talk about before, um, recently, I guess in some ways, like people should not feel guilty if they lose someone to suicide because they, we hide it really well. It's the other side mm-hmm. of the coin of, of mm-hmm. a psychopath. Like mm-hmm. we, we, I think you've been in, in agreement with it, with, with this, with me before. Oh, I never knew Al was hacking up bodies in his basement. Never would have guessed. He always offers me sugar and wants me to come over and watch the game. Had no idea there were piles of bodies in the basement. They hide, <laughs> they hide it well. Um, yeah. The headline from this story was kind of stunning. Mm. Completely unexpected behavior by homicide suspect victim's family said. So even if there were incidents, and I got, I have to read that more carefully. Um, Another one of these incidents where, where, you know, people even close to you, they just they just don't know or or they don't like, oh, he'd never <sighs> do. He says it, but he'd never do that. And you you know as well as I do. Stop kicking their medication for a couple of days, mix the wrong things and you become another person, another human. Well, that's right. And 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 unfortunately, the risk factors of, um, you know, somebody at risk of self-harm, homicide or suicide, because. I mean, we teach about homicidal and suicidal ideation. We we teach about that in, in the classes that we teach the public, and we talk about it often. But I don't think people really understand signs and symptoms of somebody that might be at risk. And so it's very likely that a family is like, oh, we didn't, we had no idea, you know, or... But then when you're when you actually like if a professional ever gets an opportunity to sit down with them and examine, like maybe do what's called a fatality review, then you see, well, but he did just recently lose a job and they did technically have a breakup just before the holiday, even though they were back together. They did have a rough patch and, you know, maybe their bills were being unpaid. All of those things where you feel like, oh, that's normal stuff that people go through still puts you at risk of potentially suicide for yourself or even homicidal feelings. You know what I mean? You never, you never truly know. And hindsight is twenty twenty. It's right. one of the most, it's one of the truest axioms there is. Um, and in this case, it can often wind up resulting in death in some way and, and, and the guilt that you go through from it, whether it's a suicide or, or a homicide. But I would think most people, even as more and more people become acutely aware of signs and symptoms of um, mentally unwell people or people who mm-hmm. might be broken. I mean, I'll have to read this story more. I would guess even most people in some severe situations, even with people, you know, saying some pretty dire stuff, think in their head, oh, he'd never do that. Mm. But again, that's that, absolutely true. That that's where, like I said, a little bit, a little bit of alcohol, a drug, you get off your medication, and oh, he'd never do that. Comes real close to happening. So it's a, and I and I think there's a fine line, and and maybe you can talk about this, but there is a bit of a fine line between someone that consistently has like suicidal thoughts and but but at the end of the day says but i will never do that right i will never do that because i feel like there's a fine line there i I just do i understand the you know i understand someone that that truly can't help those feelings of wanting to die and no longer wanting to live but also communicating but i love my mom i love my family i'm never gonna do that that's me that's me yeah 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 um 
less morbidly. Uh, <laughs> although I do think they should kill them in one way. Um, the Pedro and Kieran stuff with, with award shows. I guess the Golden Globes was fine. Uh, there were the Emmys. And then th- there was like back-to-back. I think it's Critics', Critics Choice was on Sunday night. Right. Uh, and I know they're all jammed together because of strikes and whatnot. But let's just do everybody a favor. For all of these things, and I'm even talking about the like Oscars and all of them. Stop broadcasting them. Because um, they're, they're a rich... Talented, not even necessarily talented. There, and we've talked about this before. It's a rich people circle jerk, and I know. So here, I, I can still get us what we want. Stop broadcasting them, so I don't have to read the morbid headlines the next day about lowest ratings in in history. And you're never going to be able to evade the NFL the way the NFL puts games on like every day. The NFL is probably going to invent an eighth day of the week to play, <laughs> to play and broadcast more games. But here, here's what we want, because nobody. People don't really, only like cinephiles like Justin, all due respect, care about the actual awards. We want like the funny moments, the the touching moments, speeches, the memes. So don't broadcast the shit. Save yourself the headache and just put out like, if, if you heard SNL was good, you can watch it the next day. And then just take all the memes that we want and throw them on social and just save yourself the embarrassment of lowest ratings ever. I'm going to have to disagree. I live for the award shows. I really do love them. I watch them even knowing I was disappointed the year prior. I think the only thing that frustrates me a little bit is I don't always align with the, the shows and the films that are receiving the recognition. Like I, It's almost like a joke with me where if I watch a film and I'm like, this is freaking weird. I bet they're going to sweep the Golden Globes. Like, you know what I mean? There's, it's at a level that only they understand. Your average person doesn't necessarily understand. Um, I do love the award shows. I love the fashion. I love the, watching the speeches and seeing people win. You know what I mean? Seeing people like I love Quinta Brunson Monday night. Now, I didn't get to watch because there was nowhere for me to watch it. We don't have um, we had YouTube TV cable for quite a while. We don't have that anymore. So um, I was able to watch the Golden Globes because that was streamed on either Peacock or Paramount. I don't remember. But the Emmys was not on any of the main networks streaming. So like your Peacock or your Paramount or like even Amazon Prime was streaming like a football game. Wasn't and it I got on, to watch that. Wasn't it on network TV though? Yeah, but I don't have that, so I wasn't able to. I wasn't able to watch it, and I could. I could, and I don't care. I guess I don't care enough to like play it back. I, I care enough to watch the highlights, and I right. cared enough to like in real time Google who was winning because I really did want to. I really do love seeing that and seeing the the results. I think the only thing that I don't love is that I don't always see the films that are in TV shows that I know and love be recognized on the same level, but I don't have that artistic eye to be able to say, um, you know, this should have gotten it and this should have gotten it. Like, you know, a a good friend of mine is is an executive producer for the Obamas and um, he had just produced Rustin and a couple other things and he wasn't up there like I was texting him and I'm like hello (laughs) you know what I mean so proud of you and I want to see him recognized and I guess time will tell but um, that's the other thing we've discussed before like maybe there should be not even when it comes to diversity a better evaluation process of who is choosing the 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 awards the real a real quick analogy 
in the middle of the 2010s, um, the Baseball Hall of Fame was basically forced to reevaluate who was voting on the Hall of Fame. Because uh, some people who, who were getting votes were dead or hadn't covered baseball in like decades. Um, <laughs> you can get an antenna and get network TV. You know that, right? I do. I just haven't bothered. And I, and I probably will because I do like to watch some of the stuff. But like football games and all of that, I can't watch any of it unless it's streamed. And I appreciate the ones that have been streamed lately. I've been able to watch almost all of them. But um, I, yeah, I, I really enjoy them. I love, I love the award shows. I say keep them going. If they were to take them off, like I didn't like that they split up the Emmys. So the Emmys, and I guess they've done that before, but I remember, you know, I love Queer Eye and Jonathan Van Ness. And I follow Jonathan Van Ness on social media and he put up a picture of him in a dress and said heading to the Emmys. And I was like, hun, it's the Golden Globes. What are you talking about? I didn't comment, but I wanted to. I'm like, do you mean the Golden Globes? Like, how can you mistake that? And he was going to the Emmys and they won a freaking Emmy and I didn't get to see it. Yeah, it's all squished together because of the strikes and whatnot. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, let them stream it. You can like pay three dollars. How about this? Instead of getting um, like the low ratings hit, just sell it to people like you who want it for two ninety nine. I and suppose, then, and, and then, then I can stream it from. The, right. I, I would have paid two ninety nine for it for sure. Um, we'll see when the Academy Awards rolls out. Like if it's a big because that's in February, right? Fuck if I know. Mm. Um, and I can yell again. Like Oppenheimer wasn't nearly anything close to Christopher Nolan's best movie, and yada yada yada. Um, mm. Well, uh, let me just shout out my friend Mark Wright. He's an executive producer. He filmed. He produced They Clone Tyrone, Rustin, Judas and the Black Messiah. I would love to. I mean, he has done enough of really good quality work that I'm like, hello, when is he going to be listed? I'm waiting. I'm ready. Well, of those shows, we're going to need his help finding a new Jonathan Majors because he's probably not going to be working for a while. I, I haven't seen the interview. He didn't help himself. Did he not? Oh, he he didn't put his foot in his mouth, but he didn't fall on any swords. His nature, that's not in his nature. Uh, Do you remember shows and shows, podcasts ago where I said, Jonathan Majors is your quiet man of few words, icy, like he comes off as, I describe him as an icy black man. Yeah. And they often get judged under a certain lens all because of their nature. Uh, well, considering the circumstances and either this or working at Target, um, so he should have listened to people who I'm sure he has under his employment, um, who offer him direction to go, bro, if you want this, I mean, you can keep it. You can be as honest as you want. You can say it like you want to and, and have that, that feeling, that cleansing, mm-hmm. or you can have the opportunity to work sooner, faster. So... Give it a watch. I, I am. I will give it a watch. I'm just sad. I'm disappointed because he is so talented. And this is separate from his Kang, his work as Kang, because to be honest, I didn't see hardly any of it. I haven't kept the Marvel universe has gotten so confusing with all the TV shows that I feel like I can't even follow the movies, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So I, I I'm actually ashamed to say, because at one point, I was right there with you, and now I'm just super confused. Um, You're the person they lost. 
Yeah, the, and you know who also lost me? Star Wars. They lost me as well. I'm I'm confused. I don't understand. It was it honestly was a creation of Disney Plus and all yeah. the shows that that they were doing. I I like I don't get it. But like I watch them for the enjoyment, not necessarily for understanding what's happening and why it's happening, which I used to love doing that. They're fixing um, it. Good. But Jonathan Majors was so talented in, um, oh, God, Lovecraft Country, and there was a couple other What was the movie we liked with uh, Idris Elba, the Black Cowboy movie? Oh, uh, The Harder They Fall? Yeah, it was really good. So good. He's so talented, and I feel like he will be able to come back, but again, it's going to take a black producer to bring him back. It's going to take like a bigger higher level black producer that is doing it because this man is talented and should not be brought down for this incident. When there are other people in the world, they get DUIs and you know what I mean? That, that commit crimes, DUIs, all of the above and are not treated the same. Like uh, he will come back. Mark my words. I will do a victory lap then as well. He will come back, but it's probably going to be from, not like not Spike Lee by any any means, but you know what I mean. It's gonna be from a for us by us kind of way. And it'll be interesting to contrast it against Will Smith, who hasn't quite returned. And, and it just hit me with you talking about this and who would have to hire him. Uh, the na- the color of their skin and how that's affected it. Because I I mm-hmm. like if there's a black person that all white people love, it's Will Smith. And I when we talked about this a year and a half ago. I, he, he's Will Smith. He'll recover from this. I mean, he didn't kill mm-hmm. anybody. In fact, he hit somebody that a lot of people don't like. And he has not fully recovered. And maybe that's some of his words. Maybe it's like, oh, I knew all, the, all along he was black. Um, <laughs> They're all the same. Right, 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 right. No, so. Well, I mean, for anybody that, like, if it ended up in their algorithms, his wife, like, did stupid stuff after that, too. Right. You know, that just made their situation seem even more messy. So, yeah. um, but Jonathan Majors quickly left the spotlight. And besides the interview, I feel like he is the best candidate to be able to be given a second chance if everyone else is given one. And I, I, I know it's going to come. We, if there's often one and I haven't heard good commentary on this in quite some time but I think it still stands if there's one thing this country and society loves more than tearing somebody down it's giving them a second chance that's why I say it'll be interesting to see if he gets that as a black man unless you're right unless you're a black man right. oh. but um, um oh go ahead can we can we switch gears yes yes we can yep you sure mm-hmm um, I have been having this overriding feeling the last handful of days, and I told you last week I was very bothered because he did stuff out of character, which is talking to strangers on the internet. That never ends well. Um, and I, I just, like, like I had a failing moment. Like, a lot of people, well, like, some people do every goddamn day. Me, it's infrequent. Um, out of that, I, I started to see this, this peaks of... Um, a lot of people are the reason for their own problems. Uh-huh. And I want to be more cognizant this year um, of not trying to over-offer help. Not because they don't know, they don't know they, they, don't, they need it, 
Not that they don't want it, because they're asking for it in a lot of cases. They're just too, and I know stubborn really well, they're just too stubborn or unwilling at that point to receive the help. And all I do is demonize myself by extending something that might come off as as arrogant. And I already sound enough like a know-it-all. I don't need to add to it. But, like, I can't, and, and this is not, like, People in poverty, people of color who are stricken mm-hmm. out, like the, the thing, the societal things that we normally talk about. Can mm-hmm. I give you a quick, a quick example? Yes, please. Um, not to pick, somebody might hear this and get upset, but look, this is what it is. When I threw out the post the other day of like w- talking, asking about like grocery food, grocery prices, like mm-hmm. what? Because we've all heard it. Like it's so expensive to go, gro- blah, blah, blah. And I know I am extremely unique. I don't have to buy for a family or anything like that. That's why I wanted to get some insight. And mm-hmm. when I see you telling me that your your soda is more expensive than ever, I don't know what to do for you. And that's a very like minor example, but like you don't need that. <laughs> um, and a lot of people seem to be the cause of their their own problems and. Maybe they're too busy to do certain things to get certain answers, but and this is a very broad thought. But I, I at the very least, even if it's wrong, I want to back up my uh, my willingness to help or my offer to help. Well, I think sometimes maybe you can two issues are being argued at the same time, and so one person is arguing a certain point, and you're arguing the other. Where, like you know, you're saying, okay, you can't afford your Coca Cola you could easily drink water, you know, you could drink water by yourself some, this is what I did at least. I would buy water and buy myself a Mio or two and then boom, I had like something flavorful to drink that wasn't just water, it wasn't boring, but it was still within my budget. But other people argue, that's not the point. The point is you shouldn't have to do that. (laughs) It shouldn't be, and and I understand, I understand both arguments, but like, if if you're if you're a person that's like yeah but it shouldn't be this way don't hop onto uh, a post about someone that's saying like hey you can figure out how to do some of these things you know what I mean because they're never gonna see what you're trying to say Eric and you may understand what they're trying to say but it it, it there's no point in my opinion yeah if you can and and this sounds so so defeatist but look I. I've lived, I don't know, what, 60% of my life, and I've had some good experiences, more than a lot of people, because of what I've been able to do, who, I, who I've been able to meet and move to, move around. Um, if you can't change the rules, and it is very hard to do that, um, mm-hmm. master them. Mm-hmm. And life, unfortunately, it's a cliche of like, it's all about sacrifices. Sorry. Like that's the way that's the way it is, and if and if it wasn't with with a lot of with a lot of these people, if it wasn't one thing, it would be something else. But I do feel like we are, we either are coming into or have been for quite a while in an age where people have seen results from fighting. Yes, if that makes any sense, it's like you fight to tear down a Confederate statue. That statue is then torn down. You know what I mean? Like there's a population of people where all they know is to fight and advocate and to work towards what's right. 
And I personally think that's a bit of a slippery slope because you're not going to win everything, but you may not know how to handle that. If that makes any sense, like you have, you at least have to have the understanding that you're not going to be able to change everything and you're not going to be able to win everything. It, it quite literally is what it is, at least for right now. Um, but I find I, that those are a lot of the folks that get into those arguments. Yeah. I didn't want to go that, that direction, but the, the groundwork of who that person is, like you just said, was important. And, and I will concede, and I think it's, it sounds so crude and rudimentary, but it's true. You don't know what you don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But if, if you maybe elicit discussion for help and refuse it because of like what you said, well, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, and, and sometimes there are things with like no money involved at all. Um, and like, again, people are their own worst enemies and there's a million reasons why this could happen. They're too busy. Everybody could be a little bit different. Um, I have the best example. Oh, oh, not better than the one I'm about to play for you, but you go first. So yesterday, so Thomas and I, Thomas is having some things happening at work, which is causing us to, for, I don't think I've actually publicly talked about this, but. Um, and he doesn't listen, so it's okay. Um, Thomas is, and his employment is a little, the situation is... Uh, touch and go? Touch and go. Ambiguous. It's hard to know what to expect. And so it's forcing us to look at our expenses, like make sure we're, we're effectively spending and doing what we need to do so that we can get through this period of time. And so lots more grocery shopping for me, lots more bringing my lunch into work like I should have been doing in the first place. Um, Less trips that we're taking to cut back on gas and all of that. And so I very rarely carry cash and we found cash that I had. I had seven, $7. And Thomas was like, ooh, this is mine. And we, you know, we were laughing about it. And I was like, yeah, no, that's my cash. Thanks very much. And the first thing he said, I'm not kidding. Within five minutes of finding this cash, he says, let's go get a hot and ready, which is a little Caesar's pizza. Because obviously when you're sticking close to your budget, you don't get to eat the fun stuff like fast food and little Caesars. I'm making chicken and rice and spaghetti and things like that. And he's like, let's go get a little Caesars. And I was like, this is your problem. No, no, we're not going to do that. And I'm like, and I, I, he's not a child and we joke about this. So he wasn't offended by anything we said. In fact, we, it gave us a good laugh, but I'm like, this is your problem. You immediately get this money in your hand and you think of where it's going to go. And I'm like, our situation is literally down to the dollar ambiguous. So let me put this away because you never know when you're going to need it. You know what I mean? Like, let me put this away because you never know if my car is not going to work and I have to get a couple gallons of gas, like literally two with that money. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Yeah. My my mom used to say, don't let that burn a hole in your pocket. Um, And I, but I hate being that way. But if I, if I relate to the person that's like, but you should be able to get Coca-Cola. I literally hate having to think about everything in that way, having to put it up to the lens of like, well, you never know, you never know. But you have to. You never to. know. Yeah, um, I hate it. I hate it so much. That That's life. And that was before COVID um, and, and, and other and other things. It, you, 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 were you trying to describe the person that you talked about to me in, in Thomas? Mm. Mm. What do you mean? Like, 
He was that person saying he was the it person. It shouldn't have to be this way. Yes. No. 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 That I was thinking of someone else actually. And I, I have to tell you that point about the other side of the coin of me going, well, you can fix that real easily, um, and you saying there are people who believe it shouldn't be was uh, uh, honest to God, honest to whatever the fuck you believe in, honest to the Lions winning on Sunday and maybe you getting to the Super Bowl next weekend, um, not to curse them or anything. That's one of the most brilliant, salient, sage things you have ever said here or to me. And it was quite eye-opening. Me? I said something? Yep. What did I say? Uh, About, like, the other side of me going, hey, you know, you can fix that real easily. You saying, well, maybe they don't think that's right. And maybe it's not, but the realization of that. Because I, like, some people, I like to say, fight battles you can win. Or yeah. <laughs> and, and adjust your expectations. It sounds like how you word that, like, oh, so you're a loser, so you're afraid to 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 stand up for No, but like and I can fight battles I know I will lose, but maybe there are wins in there somewhere. But be mm-hmm. st- be strategic, like to you about like pulling statues down. Be strategic about what you about what you fight so you can have the the best feelings about it. Maybe not the most wins, but the best feelings. You're not um, going to know how to lose. You're not going to know, you know what I mean? There's well, I, don't know, a, I know how to lose. I know. Oh, but not you, <laughs> but there's going to be a growing population of people that are so that are so used to fighting to get their way that they've come across a big problem, a national problem like friggin' inflation and think they're going to be able to win and and you're just going to break yourself down. Well, that's that's your peers who um, we're parented in a lot of ways by my single parent theory. Single parent became a cool, became an okay thing in the eighties and nineties. And a lot of a lot of people your age when they were growing up, neither parent at either house wanted to be the bad guy, telling them no. So there was, you know, um, and mine mine of people getting in their own goddamn way mm-hmm. is better than yours. Would you like to hear it? Yes. Okay, here we go. Um, this was a, um, a press conference with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach, Todd Bowles, who is a very soft-spoken, laid-back guy. And um, this person uh, had a question about, uh, about the game, which is played in Detroit this weekend. Do you know where it will be played? Like, where? It's not going to play at the Lions Stadium? Well, it will. So, so there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we needed to establish those those. Those boundaries. Here we go. Coach, uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? They got a dome. Um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she was not the usual sports person, but that's embarrassing in a lot of ways. For the for the for who? Because I actually that this is interesting. For who? For her or for him? Because for her. 
for her. He he was don't indoor stadium. That doesn't necessarily mean, especially when it's. I mean, obviously they'll know what the weather is, but if it's ten degrees outside and you're nope. in an indoor stadium, you're still going to experience forty degree temperatures. Nope. Nope. Is nope. it heated? That stadium is sixty eight degrees. It is perfect. Oh shit! That's nice. <laughs> and she did not know that it was like a it was a domed stadium. Either. And he was so again. That would be like if we sent you there. And, and this is like this is not. A week three game against the Cardinals. This is a playoff game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll find out her background. Whoever sent her to this, mm-hmm. maybe somebody got sick and she was picking up some duties. Otherwise, that was a great question. <laughs> like, it, it, if the if the team, if the opponent you were playing did not play in a sixty eight degree, well heated dome, that's a that's a great question. And and like I broke our weekend texting like hiatus that we normally have to text you and like this has got to be a problem like when i was watching the chiefs game i'm like this can't be like safe like there's got to be injuries that come about from this and and i get home court home home field advantage and why like i i guess i never really understood why some stadiums i.e in cities that have fairer weather have domes but like the Brown Stadium doesn't have a dome, and the the Bills, the Buffalo Bills don't have a friggin' dome. Uh, football has always been kind of like a, a winter in the snow sport. Um, that's and it does give you an advantage. I get that. And so that, that's why the, that's why the Dolphins got their asses kicked. Right. Um, <laughs> but this woman asked a question, and, and I I thought for sure. When I first saw the headline, I was like, yeah, these dudes are in Tampa most of the year and they're coming to like a pretty Arctic period in Detroit. Could could that change them? Like that would have been the question. But she asked that in the context of like she expected the scene Sunday night in Kansas City to be what the Bucks were playing in Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon. But there's mm-hmm. a giant roof and a thermostat where they're playing. That's nice. That's cozy. It, aren't tickets like going for like $2,000? Most expensive ticket in this round of football ever. It was 12. Average ticket was 1200 last night. Last night. They're probably up now. Wow. Good for they, them. I'll be watching. They, me too. There is, there's no reason the Lions should lose this game because Tampa doesn't belong in the playoffs. <laughs> they don't. They don't. I don't, the, I don't the, know enough to, to have an opinion. Okay. Um... I think that's it. We had a we had a great conversation today. Yeah, I have some other stuff to fill you in on, but I've got stuff to do tonight. I mean, have you noticed? Have you have you noticed how late I've been working recently? Like kind you of. Will, you will call me, and I'm still in the office, and it's six o'clock, and I can't. I feel like I can't get out. Like I, feel, <laughs> you know what I mean. I have a five thirty meeting tonight, and I'm like, I wanted to make dinner for Thomas, and I'm not going to get home until like seven thirty. Comes with the pay bumps, unfortunately. I didn't get no pay bump. Comes with the last pay bump they gave you. I feel like I'm old one, aren't, mm. aren't we all? Well, like uh, like I told somebody else, and and it's one of my dad's great Barryisms. Mm-hmm. Better I owe it to you than never give it to you at all, because this Fair. way you can ha- you can you can hold the owing over my head. Like if I give it to you, you can't you can't say you owe me anymore. Oh, Barry, when is he visiting again? I don't know. Probably it's not until while. not until winter subsides. 
and second winter passes too. They they had their first measurable snow around the I-95 corridor in 700 days the other day. Sounds like we're going to get some some between tomorrow and Friday. That's yes. Like six or seven inches. Oh, is it that much? I saw like one to three and one to three. Both day, one Tomorrow is one to three and then the next day is two to four. Fun times. It was... It's that time of year. It's so much so. Last Friday, I stopped and got my own food instead of having it delivered. <laughs> we, oh, no, I had mine delivered. It was nice. Broke out. On Friday? Mm, Saturday. That's fine. Friday was a mess. Yeah, and I tried. Unfortunately, though, I ordered it early. Like, I ordered it at, like, 1 o'clock, and it didn't get delivered until almost 9. Did you schedule so, it? I did, and they and they, there was a two-hour delay, so it was supposed mm. to come earlier by, like, 6, so I could make dinner. And they gave at at five forty five. They told me it was gonna not gonna be there till eight thirty. So um, I Can thanked I, them and gave them some tip. I know it shouldn't be like that, but it's not totally unexpected in shitty weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I didn't fuss at all. I had okay. no issue. I was hungry, and so I re- I made something really good. So I had been looking forward to it all day. And so then when it got delayed, I was like, well, now I can't eat it until tomorrow. So I was disappointed. Like my taste buds were disappointed, but that's my own problem, <laughs> you know? So I'll deal with it. Yep. I could have just got my lazy ass up and went to the store. Thousand percent. All right, okay. mama, I'll talk to you later. <gasps> Bye-bye.